This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Welcome to episode 68. If there's one thing I know about owning a business, it's that somewhere along the way, you're going to get tired and totally overdoing hashtag all the things. And the reality is that trying to scale without help is not profitable and certainly not ideal. So today I'm talking to Roshni Sheikh about how to hire out. Roshni is a conversion copywriter and a messaging strategist who helps thriving businesses uncomplicate their content marketing and build authority in their market. She founded Content Primer to help entrepreneurs bring clarity to their communication and amplify their influence. What I love about this conversation is that Roshni didn't wait until she was making five figures a month to find help. Oh no, she hired help during her $0 months and found that it opened up time to focus on her craft and upskill and uplevel and crack consistent four-figure months thereafter. So let's go ask Roshni how she hired out to level up. It is so great to have you on the How She Did That podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Natasha. This is so exciting. You know? Oh, <laughs> I know. We've been talking about doing this, I feel like, for a couple of months now. And now you're right. here. <laughs> yes, yes. I was just going through the first message I sent you. And it was like, oh, this is so cool. It is actually <laughs> happening. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Right. So I'm a conversion copywriter and a brand messaging strategist for thriving businesses. And I help them increase sales, amplify their influence with copywriting and messaging. That's amazing. And how long have you been doing that? Because I know that you're really good at it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. But I started like two years ago as a business blogger and I kind of jumped into copywriting one year back. I learned from industry experts like Joanna VB and that's how I became a conversion copywriter. Awesome. So today we're going to be talking about hiring in your virtual support business. And I know that you took the leap in hiring your first team member super early in your business. It's usually really a scary step because we know that in order to scale our business and really to be able to step into our CEO power, as I like to call it, and really be the CEO of our business, we have to have help, right? But it's also one of those things that's like so scary because we often feel like nobody else can do it as well as we can. You know, there's the fear of like, what if I hire the wrong person? Like, what if they try to steal my clients? Like, there's all of these like, what if fears that come up with hiring. So can you tell us how and why you decided to jump so early into hiring your first team member? 
Yeah, okay. So it's all about the ROI I could get, you know. Firstly, I was not charging high. I didn't have the confidence to charge high when I just started out because I didn't have the time to upskill and uplevel my business mm -hmm. because I was doing everything at that point. You know, I was creating the graphics, I was going and posting, I was doing social media marketing, I was going and setting up my MailChimp account, which was crazy. <laughs> it was burning me out. So that's when I decided, okay, you know, this is not working. Mm -hmm. So I went to social media and I put up a post that I'm looking for a VA and this amazing lady came up and I hired her and that's when it's like oiling the engine, you know, yes. it started going so fast. I so love fast. that. I love that analogy of oiling the engine because it is exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it was so spontaneous, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. And so you hired really early on when you weren't charging a lot and everything. So how did you make it work? What did you have that first person do? And how did you figure out like what you could do budget wise in order to be able to hire somebody? I had already made some money already by then, by the time I had hired her. But then I was seeing dry months because I was not focusing. I was doing too many things. So I calculated the ROI. If I paid like, say, 10% of what I'm earning to a VA, Mm -hmm. I could still be having this great amount of profit, you know, when I'm able to focus and there are tasks that are delegated to her and she can take care of the part of business that, that will not need me, that will not need me to focus. So that's how it all went. And uh, yeah, I took the leap. Yeah, that's great. I think it's so important to realize that like as we're building our businesses as virtual assistants, OBM service providers in general, like we're so great at like supporting other people's businesses. But then what ends up happening is like our stuff, what we need in our businesses, like graphics and social media and those pieces fall through the cracks right. because we don't have support. But if we're trying to build, like we need people the same reasons that our clients need people, right? Because we can't do it all. Yes, I, I kind of, uh, I think I even underestimated my work when I started taking on clients. Mm -hmm. Like I did not measure and weigh a lot of factors that actually go into putting in words on paper. So what happened was I underestimated the amount of research it takes. And I would also call the next step I do after research before writing web copy for clients is actually sit and meditate copy. <laughs> <laughs> So what, it mean, what I mean by that is, you know, I form an idea, have a rough idea in my mind. I picture it out, like how the message should go so that I take a client or a prospect's journey, you know, mm -hmm. I, how I design a prospect's journey, how I make them from being unaware of the brand to going and trusting the person and buying from that business. So all of this happens after the research phase. And yeah. after that, I create a wireframe model so that the client has an idea of how the web page is going to look. So all of this work kind of got underestimated and it took a lot more time than it actually needed. And right. I didn't want to spoil my impression with clients by under delivering a project. That's when I decided, okay, you know, things need to change and I need to bring on some help mm -hmm. so that they can take care of things that will not actually need me to do. Right. That's when I went from when you first hired, did you have the person, were they working on client stuff for you or were they working like on your own stuff within your business for you? Uh, never on client stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it's me. It's completely me who's working on the client stuff at this point. Uh -huh. uh, but yeah, maybe I am looking to expand. Uh, that's going to be in the future, you know, a few months down the line. I am looking to move towards the agency model. Right. Because Currently, I am rejecting people. I'm like, no, I'm fully booked, so I don't have time. It, it, yeah. 
it's actually nice to keep the clients and, you know, make somebody else do the work. So yeah, yeah. that's in the future. That's great. That's great. And you and I will have to talk more about that because yeah, agency model has been super duper amazing for my own business, but I'd I do like know, it. yeah, it's a huge step to, to really take yourself out of it, out of the day to day and trust, you know, a team of other people that they're going to support your clients as well, if not better than, than you would. Scary, yeah. you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Hey there, we'll get back to the episode in a second, but I wanted to ask you a question. Are you a VA or OBM who's been in business for a while and now you're ready to kick things up a notch? If that's you, then I'd love to invite you to apply for a spot in my six-month one-on-one and group program, Booked and Balanced. This program and community is exactly the accountability, mentorship, and action-oriented something that you've been looking for. Head to TashaBooth.com forward slash group to apply now. In Booked and Balanced, you'll get the benefit of one-on-one coaching without the one-on-one price tag, plus a group of like-minded women supporting and encouraging you as you grow your business to new heights. Space is limited to just 15 women per session, so apply now at TashaBooth.com forward slash group. So how did you decide what you were going to delegate to your VA first? Okay. From the very beginning, it was pretty clear that I'm not going to delegate any task that is related to content marketing or copywriting. That was Mm -hmm. like my business Mm -hmm. and anything else that depended on it, like the graphics and, you know, the general VA stuff or setting up calendars or reminders or whatever, everything else was outsourced. So yeah, that's how I went about it. I love that. And what did you do? Um, Did you do anything to prepare for her beforehand? Like, did you create SOPs in the front end or did, like, how did you onboard her so that she felt supported as she stepped into your business? Honestly, it was on my mind for a few months already before hiring her. So I had made this huge list of (laughs) things that needed to be done. So uh, I had already started collecting the links to resources to set up things and all of that. So I put up everything in a document and I gave it to her. I was like, <laughs> it, it is your job to get this sorted. And yeah. that's it. And she was pretty quick. You know, she caught it up and, you know, it, it, that's it, it great. Yeah. That's great. I think that doing something like that on the front end, even if it's like, you know, creating a document or doing some loom videos or something in order to support the person that's coming in is so important because what I found was when I hired my first team member, I hadn't done any of that. And Mm -hmm. so it it felt so much harder than it needed to be in the front end because she kept having to come back to me for like, where do I find this? How do I do this? How do you want this done? You know? And so I felt like, Oh, I could just do this myself. Like it would take less time. That, you know, then when I got smart about, okay, I need to actually prepare for this person and Mm -hmm. like have everything prepped and ready for her. You know, once I hired my second, third and fourth team member, I had more of a process for that. And it was so much easier because I could have one conversation with them, you know, one Zoom call, kind of like a kickoff call and say, okay, here are the first three things that I want you to do. You can find the video here. Here's the website to do, you know, here's everything that you'll need. And then then they had a lot fewer questions for me. So, yes. yeah. Yeah, so this happened with me. We were like two or three down, two or three months down into our journey, and there was this back and forth conversation on the messenger. Like, where do I find this? I need this. I need that. 
And then I'm like, ha, ah, no, this is not working. So we actually got on a call quickly and then I showed her. It was actually to do with graphic designing on Canva. Mm-hmm. I needed a specific template to go on the website and she was kind of not getting it. Mm-hmm. So it, it barely took me like 10 minutes, but I think we wasted two hours going back and forth over a messenger. But then over the call, when you got on a call, it, it barely took me like 10 minutes. And I showed her, look, this is how I want it. This is how, it, this is where it goes. Yeah. And it's pretty clear from then on, I never had to talk to her about Canva. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And I think, yeah, that's, that's really important. On the front end, I think a lot of times it is important to have more conversations and more check-in points, whether it be meetings, whether it be Slack messages, like whatever you guys decide. But I know like for the first three months, I like to have at least every other week meetings with a new team member because like it's also, it's not just like a lot of times it is answering their questions if they have questions about something that I've given them, but it's also just like, okay, how are things going? What more support do you need? How can I help you make this easier and better for for you? You know, so do you have those check-in calls with her or how do you guys, how do you guys communicate and work together? Yeah. So when she checks in, she sends me a message that, look, I'm checking in for the day. I'm logging in. And then I give her the things to do for today, you know, the goals for right. the day. And then I've hired her only for like three hours a day. Oh, so wow. The, That's good though. Yes. At the end of three hours, I have her telling me that she's logging out and she's finished so-and-so tasks. So honestly, right now I'm not making use of any tool like Asana or Trello at this point. And it's going pretty well, you know, right. with the messenger thing. So That's good things are yeah. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. And I think like it can be any tool that you want it to be as long as like it's mutually agreed on and it works for both of you. Right. Yes. As long as it's working, you know? Yeah. I know that when I first started off as a VA for clients, we were doing a lot of Facebook messenger back and forth and a lot of email back and forth. And I'm not good with email. Like I hate checking it. It was one of the first (laughs) things that I outsourced when I got my own VA. And so I would be horrible. Like I'm really good with checking messenger, you know, but I would be horrible at getting back to people with, with email. And so I just asked them, you know, is, is there a different way that we can communicate? I think that the biggest thing that I've seen when, as I'm onboarding team members is the communication piece, having open communication, letting them know that like, no question is a stupid question. Like, please come and ask me, you know, has been huge. Do you find that with your own VA? Uh, yes, we have our own set of challenges. For example, sometimes uh, there are tutorials available to do something and then she comes back to me asking, uh, can you help me with this? Or is this the right way to do it? Or uh, do you think the margins have come out well? And, <laughs> <laughs> and things like that. Right. So uh, yes, it, it, it sometimes, uh, you know, it is challenging to manage situations like this. Mm-hmm. But then I think it's a part and parcel of the journey, you know, Uh, we're all at different stages in our business. And uh, I think, yeah, I think we're getting better. That's great. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a journey. And it's funny that you say that about like, are the margins in the right place and everything? uh, (laughs) Because I think that leads back to empowering our team members to make decisions and letting them know that we trust them to excellent and to make good decisions, you know, and I was at an event in January of 2019 with Amy Porterfield. Wow. She was saying, I know I love her so much. I was like (laughs) so excited to meet her, but she was saying, she was talking about how she has worked this a lot this year in stepping into her CEO power and empowering her team even more. And Mm -hmm. the fact that she has to sometimes step back and say like, okay, like I don't love this orange, but like, 
you know, it's, it's not a huge decision. Like, you know, her team member chose a different orange color than she would have chosen. But if I say something about it, I'm training them to like have to come and confirm everything. And that's not something we want because we're hiring people in order to free up our space and time, right? If we're not empowering them to make those decisions and and to be like, okay, Tasha, trust me, you know, or Roshni, trust me, then they're going to be coming back to us for every little thing. Yeah. Yes. I, I always make it a point to give the creative freedom to my VA because when she asks things like that, I'm like, you know do whatever you want, do however you want it, but just make it look good. That's what yes. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. that. Just make it look right. good. <laughs> and, and it's never productive if you micromanage so much, getting into so many details. Like, why are there three lines? Why aren't there four lines over right. there? It's Nothing is perfect. If you get into perfection, we are never going to go live, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it is yeah. not at all productive, so let's not micromanage. That's what I say. <laughs> I love that. So can you tell us if there is a virtual assistant OBM PM out there that's looking to hire their first team member, their first either VA to be mm-hmm. client facing or to help support them in their own business? What's the one thing that you would suggest for them to do one step they, they can take this week in order to get to that spot where they're ready to hire? Okay, so probably you can make a list of things that you need to get done, like Mm -hmm. a task list, and then separate the list, the things that you don't like doing and the things that you like doing, and then come up with another list that says uh, the things that you should be doing and the things that you may or may not do, you know, it can be managed. And weigh out the options, see how you give the pointers and see where you need help and go for uh, help. I mean, go hire a VA or whatever. So this is a better way to do it rather than jumping into actually hiring when you don't need or waiting for too long mm-hmm. and losing time. So this is yeah. how, yeah. I love that. I love the making the list and then figuring out what you need to do and what Mike McCallowitz, he wrote Profit First, but he also has a book called Clockwork and he talks about do, delegate, and delete. And so, yeah, you create that list and it's like, okay, what do I need to be doing? What can I delegate? And what does nobody need to be doing? What is a waste of our company's time, basically? And looking at those things first and then starting the process of delegating the things that need to be delegated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, that's so true. That's so yeah. true. <laughs> so where can our audience find you online? Okay, honestly, I am buckling up and, you know, I need to move the needle on social media marketing on my business page, like Facebook and Pinterest. Yes, Pinterest is one place that is bringing in lots of traffic on my website. I um, One of my blogs is ranking number one on Google wow, uh, that's with great. the help of Pinterest. So yes, <laughs> Pinterest is a place where you can find me. And of course, my Facebook page, uh, both the handles are at Content Primer. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Thanks. Thank you, Latasha. Thanks for having me. That's it for this week's episode. Make sure you head on over to thelaunchguild.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, leave a comment and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You've got this.